Welcome back to Daf HaShavua. This week we're going to be learning Mesechus Ksubos, Daf Mem Zayin, the 47th Daf of our Mesechta, as we have a few more Daf left in our fourth parak of the Mesechta. So just to chazer a little bit to review what we saw in the previous Mishnah, the Mishnah on Daf Mem Vav mentioned that a father is entitled to the benefits of his daughter while she is a katana, while she is a minor, before she turns age 12. And then when she is a nara, when she is 12 years old, uh, and all of this is before she turns 12 years and six months. Again, and we'll speak about this momentarily, but the sociological differences in uh, in age and in when a woman would move out of her, her parents' house and when she would get married were obviously all different in the times of the Gemara. And therefore, we have this uh, Mishnah Andaf Mem Vav Ahmed Bey's uh, which describes what the father is going to be entitled to from uh, his daughter. So the first statement that our Gemara tries to understand is, what does the Mishnah mean when the father says, when the Mishnah says, rather, that the father is Zakai b'mitziusa, that the father gets to keep that which his daughter goes ahead and that which his daughter finds. So basically what that means is, is that if his daughter goes out and finds something on the street and uh, she takes it into her, she takes it into her property. So based on the simple reading of the Gemara, Zakai B'mitziyasa means that uh, sh- the father is going to get to go ahead and going to get to keep it. The Gemara explains why that is, and the Gemara uses a term, a phrase that we have uh, in several other places in Halacha, and the Gemara says that the father gets to keep it Mishum Eva, to avoid some sort of animosity. Now, we have the topic of Mishum Eva in a lot of different places in Halacha, definitely in the realm of uh, Refua B'Shabbos, that a doctor is able to go ahead and is able to work on Shabbos, Mishum Eva, because we're nervous that if a Jewish doctor doesn't work on Shabbos, that there's going to be a built-up sense of animosity over here. Uh, and therefore, uh, what's going to happen is, is that when, God forbid, a Jewish uh, patient goes into the hospital, a non-Jewish doctor is going to say, wow, look at this Jewish doctor. He doesn't care about us. So we're not going to go ahead and we're not going to, uh, we're not going to treat him. And the concept of Eva is something that we do our best to avoid. Certainly, uh, when it comes to dealing with, uh, other, uh, other faiths, we employ this concept of Mishum Eva. But what does the concept over here in our Gemara and Daf Mem Zayin mean, Mishum Eva, with regards to the concept of the father being Zochab Mitziusa in uh, his daughter's belongings. So it's actually Machlokes between Rashi and Tosos over here. And Rashi says that once she gets to a certain age, the father isn't Chayev Mizonos anymore. The father isn't Chayev to provide her with her daily needs. But he does anyways, out of the goodness of his heart. And this, the fact that he's Chayev, that he's Zakai in his in her Metzius, so that's going to pay for the, uh, that's going to pay for the Mizonos that he's voluntarily giving to his daughter. So, Granted, it sounds a little bit odd that once the daughter turns uh, the age of 12 or 12 and a half, the father no longer has to provide for her and everything after uh, age 12 is voluntary and is uh, chesed, shall we say, that the father is doing for the daughter by providing for her. But this, the mitzios, the found items of the daughter, basically, according to Rashi, serve as the payment for uh, the payment for the uh, the mizonos that the father is uh, that the father is uh, is giving to her after his obligation. Tosos comes along and says, "No, not, that, that's not the pshat. That's not what mishum eva means." According to Tosos, the eva here is that the father is going to choose is going to want to choose the best son in law, and. We want them to have a good relationship, and therefore the father is going to be Zoha and the Mitzias. We want to make sure that the 
son-in-law that the father chooses is not a mukashchin, is not a menuvel, says Tosos, that he's not a bad guy. And since uh, the father is going to be choosing the son-in-law for this daughter, so we make sure that he's zoche uh, b'metziusa, he is able uh, and he's deserving of this particular payment. There happens to be uh, a tshuva of Moshe Feinstein in Yorodeya Chilagalaf, Simon Kuf Mem Gimel, that describes that when you look through the Gemara, it seems that father doesn't have to support his daughter uh, after age six. And the question that arises and the question that arose uh, when Ramosha writes this tshuva is nowadays, obviously, our family structure and our family life is much different. Women don't get married until uh, much later in life and uh, certainly stay in their parents' houses until, uh, you know, they're ready to get married, until they go ahead and they do get married. Um, and uh, it seems that it's uh, it's bizarre that a father doesn't have to support his daughter after age six. But Ramosha says that since in our families, uh, this reality does exist. So then the father certainly has an absolute chayav, uh, an absolute chayav rather, to provide his daughter with the mizonos in these uh, in these particular cases. And basically what our Gemara describes over here is that, uh, again, the chiyuvim that the, uh, that the daughter basically has to the father while the daughter is still in her father's rishus. And the Gemara goes on and describes that the father also has the rights to the maise yadeha. The Gemara describes why that is and proves it from all sorts of psukim. The Gemara suggests that one of the ways that the father can bring his daughter to marriage without it ruining her maise yadeha is if he brings her to the chuppah on Shabbos or Yom Tov. We know that uh, on Shabbos uh, and Yom Tov, based on the Gemara and Moed Katan on Daf Ches, so it's usher to get married, based on a din of Ein Ma'arvin Simcha B'Simcha. So <coughs> the Tosus wonders over here, how is it possible to marry off your daughter on Shabbos or Yantif, if you're obviously not allowed to go ahead and to do so, if you want to save her Maiseyadah, because there are no Maiseyadah on Shabbos and Yantif. You're not allowed to get married on Shabbos and Yantif. So how is that? What's our Gemara presenting over here? Uh, that is the uh, that is the uh, that is the question of Tosos. If we have this din of Ein Marvin Simcha B'Simcha, so Tosos over here, based on one of the rise of the Gemara. Uh, wonders this, and Tosas explains that the marriage that happens is in this time period of what's called Tosefes Yantif, right? So Tosefes Yantif is one of the first options, or maybe there was a wedding without a Seuda, and therefore we're not going to employ the concept of Ein Marvin Simcha B'Simcha, because the Simcha is specifically the Seuda of the uh, of the wedding, and therefore um, this would not be in the category of Ein Marvin Simcha B'Simcha. But to analyze the first presentation that Tosus has over here of Tosefa Shabbos, of Tosefa Siantif. So what is the nature of Tosefa Shabbos? What's the nature of Tosefa Siantif? So we know that um, there are all sorts of discussions, certainly in the beginning of Sefer Beratius about uh, timing, which we'll hit on in a second, but we have a chiyuv, an obligation, whether it's rabbinic, whether it's a derabanan, or whether it's biblical, it's doraisa, of Tosefa Shabbos, of adding on to Shabbos, of adding on to Yantif. This is why we go ahead and why we uh, light candles here uh, in America, 18, 18 minutes before the Shkia, and in Eretz Yisrael, certainly in Yushalayim, you light candles 40 minutes before the Shkia to fulfill this uh, this concept of Tosefes Shabbos. So there are all sorts of psukim and ma'amari chazal that describe the concept of Tosefes Shabbos, why it exists, what it means, and what it consists of. And the Archa Shulchan in Simon Reish Samach Aleph quotes a different mucker for the concept of Tosefes Shabbos. And he describes that, like we mentioned before, that human beings don't know how to calculate the exact second that it is, uh, so therefore, we need this concept of Tosefes. We don't want to start Shabbos late. We obviously, 
uh, can go until the Shkia to uh, to do Malacha on Erev Shabbos, on Erev Yantif, but in, uh, in, uh, in preparation and certainly in caution to make sure that we don't go ahead and make sure that we don't uh, violate Shabbos. So we have this concept of Tosef as Shabbos. It's actually fascinating because the Rambam in all of his Prakim of Hilcho Shabbos doesn't mention Tosef as Shabbos. He alludes to the concept of Tosef as Shabbos in the world of Korbanos and when a person is allowed to go ahead and, uh, and Shech the Korban. But the Rambam barely mentions the concept of Tosef Shabbos whatsoever in his uh, in his Mishnah Torah when describing the halachos, and therefore uh, it's uh, questionable as to whether or not it should make it into Shulchan Aruch and it should become a halacha. Because if the Rambam doesn't discuss it, then uh, perhaps it's not as stringent. Uh, as some of our other Shabbos discussions. There's a fascinating tshuva that's quoted about uh, the following case, and it appears in the Meshiv Davar of the Nitziv, in a collection of the Nitziv's Shalos and Tshuvos, in Chelek Beis and Simon Ayin Gimel. And the story that was presented to the Nitziv was about a woman who lit Shabbos candles uh, a little bit early. She goes ahead and she's Mechabal uh, Yantif, rather, a little bit early. And uh, between the time that she was Mechabal Yantif and uh, the time that Shkia actually fell, she found out that a relative of hers had passed away. Now, we know that the halacha is that if somebody dies on Yantif, the shiva is going to be pushed off until after Yantif. person's going to have to go ahead and, and sit shiva uh, immediately at the conclusion of Yantif. Whereas, if a person dies in advance of Yantif, they can sit shiva on Erev Yantif, and the shiva will be, uh, will be severed by the, uh, by, the, uh, by the Yantif that is going to befall uh, in that week. So this woman went ahead and she lit her candles. It was the state of Tosefes shop, Tosefes Yantif. And uh, the question that was posed to the Nitziv was whether or not she would uh, have to go ahead and sit Shiva then. Should she sit Shiva uh, after Yantif had concluded? And what should this, uh, what should this, um, what should this woman do? So she went ahead and she sat Shiva for a few minutes, and then she went to ask the Nitziv what he uh, what he thought. And again, the Nitziv pointed out that there's a Chakira over here, there's a discussion over here as to whether or not Tosef Shabbos is actually changing the day, changing the calendaric day, that when I light Shabbos candles, it officially becomes the next day uh, of the month, even though it's light outside, even though it's still daytime, on the one hand. And on the other side, Meidach Gisa, on the flip side, is it just me now employing what's called an Isra Malacha? Am I just putting in a prohibition of doing Malacha on, uh, on myself by accepting Shabbos a little bit early? So the Nafkamina would be if a person has to go ahead and if a person has to go and sit Shiva. So if there's an Isra Malacha, so um, you know, and if there's a uh, if there's a difference in the calendaric day, that would determine whether or not she would have to go ahead and sit Shiva. So that's the concept that we have over here that appears on Daf Mem of Tosef Shabbos and Tosef The Gemara then goes ahead and presents the next thing that a father can do for his daughter, and the Gemara says that he can accept a get for her. And the Gemara says that he is mekabel es. I mean, first he zocha b'hafaris nedareha. Based on a pasuk at the end of Sefer Bamidbar, and then the Gemara says that he's Makabel S Gita, that the father can accept the divorce document because the pasuk says the Yatsami that she, the daughter, was released from her ex-husband's home, and she goes ahead and she marries uh, another man, and uh, the Gemara presents Xerushavi here of Yitzia Yitzia that when 
the word Yitzia appears in Kedushin, so the father um, can accept the Kedushin of the daughter, and uh, so too over here the father can accept the get of his, uh, of, his, uh, of his daughter. So that is the next phrase that our Gemara presents. The Gemara then goes on and tells us that he's Eino Ochel Perus Bechayeha, which Rashi explains to mean that if she receives a Yerusha from her mother, the father doesn't have rights in that peros, in that fruit. But that is a machlokas in the Gemara, and the Gemara describes what that, uh, what that means. But once the girl is fully married, the Gemara describes uh, the husband is going to take control of all of these items of his wife, which is where the Gemara presents the following. And the Gemara tells us that Nises, once she gets married, So the father uh, basically is removed from the picture. And uh, once the Nisuin happens, the husband is going to take control of most of these, uh, most of these different things. So the Gemara then cites uh, a brysa uh, in which we have a machokes between Rabbi Yossi bar Rabbi Yehuda and um, Rabbi Yossi bar Rabbi Yehuda and uh, Tanakama over here. And Rabbi Yossi bar Rabbi Yehuda explains that a father is going to be uh, entitled to his daughter's prophets while, uh, while, uh, while his daughter is going to be alive. And that's the approach of Rabbi Yossi bar Rabbi Yehuda. And it comes based on a takanas chachamim that basically bal ochal peros tachas pir koneha. That a husband is going to be entitled to his wife's prophets so that she, so that, uh, it, uh, the husband will go ahead and should the wife become uh, in captive, should, should she be taken captive, so the husband is going to go ahead and the husband is going to do his best to redeem her because she um, because she uh, because she uh, gave him the rights to uh, the rights to these payers. So the Gemara then goes on and uh, describes all of the additional obligations that a husband is going to have to his wife. And the Gemara says that he's going to be chayav b'mezono seha, that he's going to be chayav to support his wife with the mezono, so with pure kona, and to redeem her from captivity, ube kivurasa, to provide her with the burial costs and to bury her, to pay for all of the kfura-related expenses that the... Um, that the uh, that the woman is going to have when um, when uh, when she God forbid passes away and the Gemara then goes on and uh, again describes all the things that the husband must do to support his wife and uh, basically what uh, the husband is going to be obligated in in uh, in 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 a trade off of the entitlement to her. Uh, to her maiseyadeha, to the uh, money that she is going to make. And therefore, the Brisa goes on and the Gemara tells us, lefichach baal ochal perus zimnin dilo malu, that uh, basically uh, the uh, the husband is going to be able to uh, go ahead and is going to be able to eat and enjoy some of her maiseyadeha at what stage and what that uh, means practically. So that's all going to depend on how old the woman is going to be when they get uh, officially married and when the husband is going to take over the uh, the official status of being able to receive the Maisa But what we have over here on Daf Mem Zayin are all of the different uh, obligations that uh, or really all the different um, that the father of this girl is going to have, how long this father is going to have those zechuyos, and at what stage is he going to give up uh, on the zechuyos of his uh, of his daughter? And obviously, a lot of uh, halachic discussion over here with regards to giving over one's daughter to 
uh, to a uh, to a husband when the husband has to take all of the achrayas, all of the responsibility for this particular woman. Uh, and what many of these conversations uh, ultimately lead to is the uh, the sending off of a daughter from the house of the father. Uh, many of these obligations are described in the Ksuba where we have the concept of the afilu, the glima, the al kaspai, that basically the husband now has to take off the shirt of his back in order to go ahead and in order to support his uh, his new wife. And all of these uh, obligations are there to uh, really uh, enhance uh, a marriage to for a, a woman to know for a wife to know that she can rely on her husband to uh, to uh, to support to assist to help her out to be the best partner uh, in uh, in creating a bias Naman be Israel and that all comes from our daf over here on daf mem Zion uh, in Mesechas Ksubos as we make our way through our Mesechta that is daf mem Zion.